Hi there, welcome back to the table. I am your host with the most glass dose. Assholes made a mess in the war got cold. Shook hands with both Ronalds, Reagan and McDonald, no doubt. If your name end within, time to get out. And to my right, we have Poops McGee. Hey guys, oh, did you write that? No, not oh, at yeah, all. That is like stolen. Like you do, stealing bits. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Hello. Joe Starr. Thank you for having me, Mr. Bodega Man. And Bodega Boy. That's me coming at you with the bode. And we are here with another episode of the Roundtable. Now that we have finally exited the Ooh, the labyrinth. Yay. Hold on. Now we can all breathe. You know, I've been doing that the whole time, right? <sighs> yeah, or we'd be freaking dead. You know, figure out how life works. I'm dead inside. Can not just breathe through our nose? I'm just, dead and dying. I just need somebody to wake me up inside. I can't wait. Firework. <laughs> Guys, I don't uh, I don't know what's so happening. Today. We'll be doing karaoke on one of these episodes. Come Corey. Oh. Yes, sir. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Oh god. Oh. So Corey, <laughs> um usually lead the questions on, on these. Uh do you have any questions for us? So here's what I've been wondering, actually. And um, I have a question ready to rear once you're done. Now that you guys have traveled in to hell went through the labyrinth been on the other side of the door of the father of all hell spawn that was one person that was one person <laughs> yeah good job buddy. and i have gone through the entirety medicine or night saw almost the arch evil i don't know what y'all are talking about that was a perfectly normal mountain how are your characters despite and then i understand they're evil but how are they able to cope with all of that can we go in order of how you introduce us? Absolutely. So starting with me? Yes, sir. Yes. Victor's excited. He is just in a world of new experiences. Like we've said before, it's kind of his rum springa. So he's excited for every bit of adventure. He is lapping up like a little kitten on a saucer of milk. That was, you know what? That was an accurate analogy, though. So, uh, but uh, okay. Thank you for that, Victor. <laughs> um, I'm so, James. So, <laughs> sure, man. Sure. It's Poops McGee. I'm Marshland Mullum on Twitter. <laughs> so, so you're. <laughs> <laughs> he tried. Uh, so you're excited. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're excited, but I do want to bring about one thing real quick. As I feel like there was, it, it was kind of glossed over a little bit. Uh, I want to re-bring back some emphasis real quick. The Arch Evil. Um, you guys were within walking distance of the Arch Evil. Uh, Victor doesn't believe we were actually in hell. Fair enough. <laughs> Victor's like every conspiracy theorist. Yeah. He's like, I'm not sure that's what happened. That answers all of my questions, this actually. Is clearly <laughs> just Spicy Gothica. Yeah. Spicy Gothica is my new band name. All right, oh. let's go over to... Uh, can I also say, <laughs> oh, yeah. Victor's very on edge, if no one's been able to notice, of wanting more than one god. Yeah, I yeah. kind of noticed. <laughs> so so are you, is he considering switching to any of the patrons he's Wait, met in actually, the labyrinth? before we get into that, because that leads into a question we have from one of our listeners. Okay. Oh, so let's go around, yeah. and then we can we can get to okay, that in a second. Awesome. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Um, I... Joe, as Victor, my character, 
Your character's what? Victor? Yes. No, did I say Victor? Yes. Yeah, I just said Victor. That's yes, right. guys, it finally happened. We're switching. I'm Suzette now, oh, baby. <laughs> I hate everyone, and I hope you all die so I can cube on out of here. My I, parents he died. He said if when? it happened. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. We're going to have to get Cubon out of here on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, uh, I've been thinking of designs for we got to cube it, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Suzette is, um, I think he's beginning to realize like this is like the tipping point of something, something extraordinary, something not extravagant, but something big, like really big. Like before it was, oh yeah, find some artifacts, kill some people. I, I think Suzette had some ideas and hopes of what he wanted from the group. And now he's looking at this organization as like, this could be something huge and it, it could really help him with his goals. It's like when you find out that you can buy orange cream soda at the store. It's a turning point. What? Yes. Orange or, cream soda at the store? If orange cream Yo. soda is a metaphor for destroying the country that killed your family, yeah, sure, totally, man. Or when you find out that you can just take cooking chocolate chips and then put them in peanut butter, then microwave it, spin it around, and then you have a delicious, very fattening treat. Get the fuck out. Now that's a game changer. Holy shit. Oh, you just changed my life. Yeah, yeah. Guys. Well, We're going to put the pause button on that. I'm going to get the recipe quote and from you later. Maybe even put, put just so it stays like kind of creamy, put a little milk in it. Oh. Dude, you're fucking up my world right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh... This is just uh, <laughs> now we're introducing so we're now our new cooking show. Cooking, show. <laughs> yeah. this is cooking, cooking with, with the Kota. The Kota. <laughs> That's uh, the turning point, uh, guys. But yeah, so I think Suzette sees it as like the um, like like you crest over the hill and you finally see every, like the big picture. I think that's kind of it for him. So Suzette is still kind of uh, fixated with this group because the occulta can give him what he wants, which is the destruction of the aristocracy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Is there a primordial of the aristocracy? No, because the aristocracy is a man-made construct, um, whereas primordials usually make things that mortals couldn't possibly have hoped to create. Because I was going to say, if there is a primordial aristocracy, we heavily will tell them, you have to murder that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, they are still trying to figure out which primordial being they want to slay, which, like I, wa I want to reemphasize... One of the biggest deals. Yeah, I wanted to get into that, but yeah, not right now. Also, took that in stride. He's like, "All right, cool." Not right now. I don't <laughs> want to get too deep into that right now because I would like to reflect on that. But ugh, there's so much to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> so how's Garam feeling about all this? Yeah, what's going on, Joe Star? I feel like Garam is going to have a little bit of PTSD. Really? Yeah. In what regards? Uh, there's a bit of his backstory that I haven't spoken about before, okay. which I will get to later. Corey and I have talked about it for a while. You guys will get the full thing later. But, you know, the fact that, one, he went in there being a, at one point, was a, a complete avatar for Orcus. Thinking Orcus had his back the entire time, just to get to the layer of hell, and basically get slapped in the face by Ophio, which is also Giram's fault for being kind of an idiot. <laughs> but even though him and Mordecai weren't really friends, he's never really lost anybody who he was like spent a lot of time with. Okay. Right. That's not a sacrifice for the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
Mordecai got decapitated right in front of his eyes. And, like, if it was up to Giram, if he could have prevented it, he probably would. But he met somebody else. Oh. Oh, saucy. <laughs> Just a little hint, hint. Can, can I propose something? Go ahead. Oh, I we, think Garen wants to propose something. Oh, Boom. we cube yes. it back to the labyrinth. We find Mordecai's Denied. body. Denied. I resurrect him. He's got no head. Uh, no, well, we. I. I'm good at medicine. Just give I him a skeleton head instead. Wait, I, and this could. I, I could be wrong, but I think with true resurrection, they come no, back. No, even no, no. Animate dead. Oh, okay. I'm not. Tr- I don't have true resurrection. Yeah, it shows I'm up not level the other 13. end of the spectrum, sir. <laughs> also, with true resurrection, I. All I need to know is their name. Oh, sure. So yeah. yeah. You're the wizard. I believe it. Look, man, Sorry. I'm just a paladin. Going back to Giram, I think it's going to really change his view on a lot of things. Because he also met another de- like infernal lord yeah. that was kind of like, whoa, uh, this guy's pretty dope. Sino. Sino. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what'd you guys think of his theme? Oh, the theme is fantastic. Yes. Yes. Fucking That's lit. pretty dope. Oh but, my god. Love oh, the chains in the background. Yeah, exactly. My, yeah. I'm glad that other people noticed they were chains. <laughs> but all in all, I think Giram is gonna have a lot of like a lot of unpacking to do for himself in discovering who he is as a person and as a cult person of Orcus. Okay. Oh, one thing in the Sino theme. I, I mixed it in low, but there is like a pitter patter and like flowing of blood sound mixed into it. I thought you were gonna oh, say there was a red. horse. Like <laughs> oh no, nay, <laughs> not awesome. for long. The snare sound is actually nay distorted, real high, it pitched low, and it sounds real nice. It's great, Casino doesn't want you to die, so he does everything in his power to make it last as long as possible. That's what Sting wants. That makes Giram wet. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Nilo, what are your thoughts? Hello, yeah. it's your boy. So Mordecai's dead, but Nilo's up and at him. Nilo is just happy as hell to be out of that labyrinth. He's been in there for quite some time. You saw pure evil right in the eye and uh, came out alive from it. That's probably going to fuck him up in You're the long run. welcome. I do have Thank a question. You. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but this is for Corey. Does time pass differently while we're in that layer of hell? That's what I was thinking, too, because how long has he been down there? So, yes and no. So, it doesn't pass differently in the eighth layer of hell. It's still relatively the same amount of time, give or take a few seconds, maybe. But in the labyrinth, it absolutely passes much differently. Time in the labyrinth is so much... A second in the real world is maybe a few days in the labyrinth. We hyperbolic mm. time chambering in there. Oh, interesting. So with that being said, how long has Nilo been there? Well, that's actually uh, kind of that's that's kind of up to Nilo. <laughs> I mean, I assume that uh, through backstory and whatnot that most of my training and fighting capability came from just defending myself in the labyrinth. So if I'm up to level six from just fighting in the labyrinth, Corey, how long do you think that would take? So uh, up to level six, fighting in the labyrinth, I would say Nilo's probably went in there maybe a few minutes before you guys did. What? And he's just been there perceptually a much longer time, maybe a few months. Also, a lot of his time leveling up, he was chained up to. Yeah. That's pretty baller. 
Thank you. Well, I assume it, like, it hurts to be changed to that statue, right? Oh, absolutely. It's so. slowly wrenching your soul from your body. Yeah. So if that doesn't give you, like, you know, experience, right? Like, what does? Yeah. At least you get some astral projection resistance. Yay. I'll take it. Because it's always painful. Yay. So can I ask yeah. a question? Yeah. Okay. How, unless this is a question someone asked, how are we supposed to solve the coffin thing? So the coffin thing is strictly set up by Cain to force those who are trying to enter his realm and then escape it to be plunged further into it. The only way to survive the coffin is to create false life within the coffin. I fucking knew it. Oh. Well, yeah, that's what... Okay, well then, how would we have done that? Uh, magic, <laughs> essentially. Magic uh, defeats magic. Because I didn't I do the illusion to make someone go in there? You did an illusion, but you didn't create false life. Dang it. It's completely different, but I fucking knew it. Sorry, Neil. Well, I mean, yeah, so did I. I was trying I, to create I, uh, I Mordecai's uh, top hat wearing guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What a guy. But yeah, uh, overall, Neil is just super happy to be out of there, and I think he's going to stick with this group for a while. He definitely needs to strengthen up to take care of what he needs to do. So, Especially with that fucking sword in his possession. Yeah. Real <laughs> quick question. If Mordecai were still alive, and uh -huh. he had gotten to the point where, I almost called them Jinjuriki, that's not what they're called. What? The Blood Rikers. Okay. Uh, the Rikers, if <laughs> they had explained, hey, we're going to kill a primordial, how would Mordecai, like... What would his reaction to that have been? Um, he'd probably, honestly, Mordecai would probably be like, what the fuck? What did I get into? He's just Why? a blackmail boy. I, I talk to people. I don't do the stabby or the killy. And this is like on a God tier level. What the hell? It's above but, a God tier level. <laughs> but that would have been the ultimate blackmail Yeah, that's uh, what I was going to say too. For Mordecai to, to blackmail the occult if he wanted to. Oh, I, I was taking I... this in a different direction. He has information on someone and he says, if you don't pay me or whatever, I will kill your primordial. That's actually pretty. Oh, yo. Yeah. I swear that's... to God, I will end a universe. <laughs> oh, that's so hardcore. <laughs> Excuse me. If you don't give me my goddamn money, I'll kill your fucking patron. All over a horse race, man. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, awesome. That'd be so cool. <laughs> okay. Um, another question. No, we've we've talked a lot about this, but we all it, it seems at least most of us have a consensus that something's going on with the Rikers and Noctis. Yeah. Whether it be that the Rikers are pulling the strings for Noctis or that somehow Noctis has lost control of the steering wheel of these operations. Now, you're actively taking orders from these Rikers, do you plan at all to take any action against the Rikers? Ideally, Giron would like to torture the fuck out of them just to see like what makes them tick. But realistically, Giron knows if he gets into just even a one-on-one -on -one battle, if it's the Riker of Fest, or if it's the Riker of uh, Jarakmas, Giron's not making it out alive. He's not withstanding more than five minutes and that's you know that's even a stretch the generous summation. yeah that's really generous okay victor do you plan on taking any actions against these rikers victor's too busy right now kind of just figuring everything out so i don't know he's right now focused on which i i think i did well so the knights of osseus is probably in good standing with the occulta 
And he's trying to figure out this God thing. <laughs> There's a lot going on with, with, with patrons. Oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to form a best friend bond with a specific member of our party. It, it's the... It's the Quasit. Yeah. The Quasit. Yeah. 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 I feel like, I feel like Giram and, uh, and Victor are like the, the two... Like we're, we went off to college and like now we don't know if like we're religious or not. Do we like the same sex? Do we not like the same sex? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, You're, I'm exploring. I feel like one of those was specifically <laughs> Giro. <laughs> I am still very uh, faithful to my girlfriend, Nicola. It, hey. It's all the same, right? <laughs> um, I think Suzette is wary of them in the way that he's wary of most people because trusting people isn't a thing. I think until they directly take action against either Suzette, the, uh, the Occulta, or Roth specifically, he'll just let them do whatever they need to do and kind of ride the wake of power. Okay. I think that's, yeah, sounds about right. Nilo, I suppose, wouldn't have much sway in this as he hasn't really met these Rikers before. But given, let, let's get from a player standpoint, what do you think is going on, one, with the Rikers, and two, would you take action against them if they plot against Noctis? And as a player, I still can't really say for certain what the deal is with the Rikers. But yeah, overall, I think if they are going to just mess around with Noctis and pull a fast one over him, he'd probably be like, yeah, if uh, if the rest of this group is willing to help defend him, I'll do the same. Also, I'm pretty positive that Uchi's going to be like, yeah, give me that Riker blood. And I'll be like, hey, 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 hold up. Let's have a plan. You're damn right. He's going to be like, give me that Riker blood. <laughs> Nilo's still technically not a part of the Noctis Occulta. Technically, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty they damn just, they funny. They just brought <laughs> you brought him aboard, and <laughs> we're missing a, a, a mortal wizard, and now have a, a a tiefling warrior in this place. So we'll have to explain that to the the occult next but time. But we did bring back a new um, forge, forge master. master. Yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Pelagius is going to be like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> also, good job? <laughs> Question mark. Awesome. Last thing because we haven't really talked about it, killing a primordial. One, how do you think something like that is accomplished? Two, what primordial do you think could possibly be targeted? <laughs> I made a joke about this last time. Uh, <laughs> they're going to target cancer. Oh, and all the crabs. All the crabs are going to be gone. Bye-bye, crabs. <laughs> <laughs> I am not experienced enough to know all the primordials, so I can't really talk on any of them to be no fair one, no nobody one really does. yeah no really nobody really knows all of the primordials not I, even Corey. i, I mean uh, i would <laughs> hope Corey knows all of them i know a lot of them but it's he, forbidden knowledge it just comes <laughs> to him when he needs it so let, let's do this then uh since I'm, I'm guessing you know the primordial knowledge is a little bit lacking uh what do you think of any of the primordials that you do know of at this moment should be targeted or if there are any facets of creation that you think should be targeted. James, you want to go first? I, no, I like, I really don't know where <laughs> I could start. That's what I'm saying is I know of Fest and Roth. And Jerachmus. I, I don't know what Jerachmus is, though. We talked about it. Oh, yeah, okay. As I just said. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I no, I'm sorry. Know. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. So I guess uh, my take on this is because primordials are basically like the beginning of everything. So they're the fundamental building blocks of the universe. So they're things like 
like certain parts of nature and 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 destruction and like those the things that happen at the beginning. So I right. think how they go about targeting one or killing one is way beyond what I understand or even Suzette's pay grade. But I think they'll if they're smart about it, they'll choose a primordial who is powerful enough to feed to the abyss, but also that shares enough overlap with another primordial so that primordial can take over the the responsibilities. Okay. Does that make sense? Like yes. like if you think about it in Norse mythology, Odin and Tyr both share the spheres of influence for war. Right. Like they're similar enough so that if something were to happen to one of them, if that deity no longer existed or controlled that sphere, it would just kind of shift to the other one. That right. makes sense? Yes. Yeah, I see. So it, one absorbs the responsibility right. of the it's other. Right. It's similar to how um, Mercury took over the the duties of the sun from Helios. Right. You know? And that is something that happened because people forgot about Helios and stopped mentioning him in stories and started mentioning, I keep calling him Mercury, but Apollo, Keep uh, it's Apollo, keep uh, talk about Apollo being the, the god of the sun instead. So I think it'd be like you take the primordial away and now suddenly all the people will just start having this other primordial in their head when they pray to that that thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, Garum. I personally think it's going to be two primordials because we do have the Riker of Fest. We do have the Riker of Jerachmus. So if it like going to piggyback off of Joe's, if they're killing a primordial to take over their influence, it'll probably be the both of them. Because if why would one primordial want to help the other if they're not going to get something out of it, if that makes any sense? But I also kind of like what really intrigues me about this is that I kind of feel like they would want to do it to the void so they can have the overall influence on everything. Well, no. So they have to feed one to the void, right? Or at least that's what they've said. Yes, that is what they've said. So they feed a poisonous one to the void and then two birds, one mouth. Exactly. But I do like I do, I do think like it, it probably won't happen. But I do think that's an interesting idea of the Riker of Fest and Jerachmas trying to dethrone the Void just to have ult- absolute power over everything. To essentially bring their primordials to the peak of existence, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's like the most jobber of all primordials? It's the Void. Everyone sees the Void as the beginning and end of everything okay you don't know what a jobber is i don't know what is the most fuck boy of all (laughs) labber like who's the dumbest the the lowest on the totem pole the lowest primordial yes i said that every single sentence i just said jobber fuck boy yeah (laughs) meaning the worst of the worst it's cancer (laughs) <laughs> not leave <laughs> cancer alone it's not cancer cancer's not the, the leave the crabs alone however if you're listening please don't leave cancer alone it's a serious thing fund the <laughs> medical research so technically the lowest uh primordial on the totem pole is no one to sneeze at either but the lowest primordial on the totem totem pole is aria of the dying times uh, she, Get the fuck out. Yes. She is the, for those who don't know who Arya of the Dying Times is, she's the person that created the Cataclades. And she is essentially the lowest on the totem pole because she is not allowed to control anything from the other primordials. Since she was immortal at one time and almost ripped reality asunder, the primordials essentially have her in this permanent limbo. Not to metagame though, isn't that bitch dead? 
one would think, right? But Fuck. how do you really kill a primordial without causing some serious uh, destruction? We're about to find out. Hell yeah. yeah. Rudy. Hi, that's me. I'd like to think that if we're going to be killing primordials, one of us or multiple of us are going to be replacing them. Hey. That's it would probably would, be um Noctis. It wouldn't be the five of, it wouldn't be our party. Oh, I know. But we're going to make it our party. I mean, it could probably Neil be Alder. Be primordial, damn. <laughs> it could be uh, Alder. I, I didn't know. actually think about that. He like, is awoken. So yeah, that. like I could actually see like the Rikers want to like kill and replace a primordial, possibly put Noctis into that spot so he's like alive again. Not I I feel like the easy term for it is just that he's just dying. But yeah, just like make it so he's not. Or they're going to just fuck him over. Be like, ha ha, that's our spot now. And then we'll be like, nah, that's our spot now. Which adds an interesting layer to that. So that if they kill a primordial, they don't want to just kill a pissant primordial because they're going to gain that primordial's uh, responsibilities and power. Then who's just like in the middle? And the, there are so many people that are just like kind of like floating around in the primordial spectrum. There's the chained one. There's the one betwixt. It, it's there's just so much. It's like literally dotting planets in the solar system. Yeah, there's like nine. <laughs> you and I need to have a talk. <laughs> yeah, you, you got me. Stars, you should have said stars in the galaxy, but whatever, man. Or I mean, stars in the universe. The galaxy probably also doesn't have that many stars. Maybe fair, like 11. I don't actually know what constitutes a galaxy, so yeah. The Milky I, only, Way. I only know is the universe is bigger than a galaxy because galaxies fit inside universes and solar systems fit inside okay. galaxies. <laughs> okay, moving Sound on. Sound like Gurren Lagan. Anyways, <laughs> um, I have a friend who's also a listener named Courtney, and she has given me some feedback, and she likes to talk about the show. Um, but she did have one question for us, which was, uh, how did each of you decide who to follow for the religion of your characters so how did you pick your deity what went into the thought process and how did they become so and so so for me you guys talked about fest in a previous episode before i was on board and it was fucking cool (laughs) and then you know blood kind of goes with necromancy you gotta have blood to have life and yeah that's it so so um just a uh, secondhand gnarly. experience uh, with, with uh, Fest. Fair enough. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Suzette? Uh, I was going to say, for like in-game, I mean, your character was just raised in that yeah. culture. Okay. Which we still... Man, you guys you guys haven't even heard about them. <laughs> um, so I had picked a paladin to play because for my birthday, which happened right before we started recording, uh, my sister got me this little deck of cards for the paladin spells. So it was like, let's do it. Why not? And I was talking with Corey, and I decided on a conquest paladin, which rules through like might and fear. And I asked Corey about some of the deities that rule through like basically like destruction and and anger. And he threw out a few names, one being Roth, which I asked about. He went on to say that there wasn't a lot known about Roth, except for the fact that during the creation of the world in different worlds, Roth would occasionally just reach down and wipe continents into the ocean, which I thought was awesome. And I thought it fit pretty well with his backstory. So I just rolled with it and I went with it and uh, I really like it because it's just like you have just enough information about Roth to kind of like know what's up. (laughs) But also there's like a lot of like mystery to him. Like we don't know that much. There's only one canonical book of writing about him or from him. So I think it also spoke to a lot of what Suzette is kind of like looking for. 
awesome. I like this. I like this question. It gives a lot of insight. Yeah, it's really great. Thank you again, Courtney. For Giram, it was kind of hard because, like, I honest to God, and Corey could uh, vouch for this, I had no idea what I was going to do for this podcast. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea until Corey was like, look, I'm giving you a week. Come up with something. <laughs> if you don't have anything, I don't know what to tell you, man. So in our previous campaign, the one that we you know, first started playing D&D, my very first campaign, we encountered Orcus. And Orcus was like this mysterious, badass motherfucker every time we met him. And like that really sparked my interest. And I asked Corey, I was like, so like tell me a little bit more about Orcus. And he he gave me the gist of like everything of Orcus. And I thought, you know, clerics, from what I've read and what I've seen, clerics are usually good. And then Joe explained to me that, hey, there's a subclass for clerics or a uh, domain called the death domain. And it would work well if you want to do Orcus. And I kind of was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just fucking try it. <laughs> see where I go with this. See what kind of, you know, character I want to make. And honest to God, I was, you know, just laying in my room after getting off of work at like midnight and just started writing a few drafts. And I sent one to Corey and Corey was like, this is good. We could start from here. Hey guys, I have a really good line for when Giram and Nilo are in battle one of you guys should say, do you want to kill this guy or kiss? What? Just wait for it, guys. <laughs> James. <laughs> I, I just, Wolf. I point at the enemy and I'm like, you want to kill this guy? And I point at myself, or do you want to kiss this guy? No, I'm saying or this. because of or kiss. Or kiss. Uh, <laughs> Dude, that took you a second, man. That no, was, that uh, took him a minute. Yeah, that was, that was, who? Well, a second to us, but he's been down in the, the labyrinth, yeah. so, you know. I mean, I mean, uh, Giram doesn't know what's going on, okay? So, we don't know if this is, this is a thing. <laughs> we'll get there. I'll get there. It's another podcast. Uh, Nilo, how, how about your character? Oh, okay. Um, I mean, like, deciding to follow Uchi was sort of just a bit of a last minute type of thing. Is it because your character died? <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking... Yes. Wait, your yeah. character died? What? What? Guys, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> not again. I uh, hope somebody didn't start on this episode. Also, <laughs> I do have to apologize to our friend Wes because we were playing tennis one day and I spoiled that gear, uh, that oh. uh, Mordecai died and I assumed he'd listened. Yeah. Oh. And I don't he was think just he's like, dude. Up. What the fuck? He's like, dude, fucking spoilers. So I was like, my bad. Uh, but yeah, when uh, after Mordecai past rip uh cory told me like hey it would probably be to like speed things along to make a character who was already in here and i was thinking why would he be in here like why why is he just chilling in the labyrinth and you know uh uchi was mentioned earlier um in the episode where or the episode prior to mordecai's death and i was like hey that would be a cool reason like this is a sword grants a lot of power that's a good reason to be like risking life and limb to like search through a labyrinth no so what are you planning on doing with that sword? Oh, boy. Uh, so Nilo plans on taking down the entire infernal hierarchy. All of it. Every That's, single bit of it. Th- now I get why that happened. <laughs> well, yeah. So Guys, we're going back to hell. We're cubing it. Absolutely we're going to cube it, guys. What's interesting is when Corey gave me the list of deities that he thought would work for my character, Uchi was one of the ones that he threw out there. Uh, and I was actually very tempted to pick him. Nice. 
Um, I ended up picking Roth because the idea of like a primordial, like something that's been around since like the dawn of time, just yeah. I thought was really cool. Yeah. But I I did wonder though, like if we had gone down there and I had been a paladin of Uchi and you were like, yeah, I'm looking for the sword. Like what would have happened? Oh. If we both like got there and we're like, no, dude, it's mine. <laughs> uh, but probably a really big bad fight where yeah. I make another character or hopefully if Nilo's strong enough, makes yeah make another i really character. don't know i thought i that's just like a little what if like that i thought was cool maybe we should do a sparring session in game just to see what happens also james like weren't you interested in uchi yeah which was weird because i was like oh man that sword sounds badass but what probably would have happened is a tiny wizard named victor would have grappled both of you and said you guys both need to calm down <laughs> with this fucking sick ass belt yeah uh, and then for the two of you, uh, Giram and Victor, because you're having kind of this crisis of faith, so to speak, like why? And what's the appeal of other gods to you? Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, they're just, I'm trying to think of like a metaphor I could go because I love metaphors and analogies. Uh, I believe that's pronounced analogies. Oh, right. yeah. Analogies. Analogies. God damn it. Daddy got me pre-coming. First of all, it's pronounced analog. <laughs> <laughs> so ah oh, fuck <laughs> analogies just deal with it <sighs> okay so i could consider it to like super sentai that's really the only thing uh, you, and you guys make your own comparisons when you start sentai you get maybe 17 episodes in and then you're like you want to know what I just want to watch the first episode of another series because there's 38 series or something and then you're like, oh, fuck, now I want to start this one. It's like that uh, that that meme of the guy looking back at the other girl while holding his girlfriend's hand. It's oh, that. Of okay. like, oh, like, whoa, whoa, yeah, there's this series one over I here. I haven't started yet, and your girlfriend's the one that you've, like, barely just finished. Yeah. Yeah. Your girlfriend should n never barely just finish. There's just... <laughs> For the sake of memes, but... And I guess, like, Victor is just seeing the strength in all these other people... Uh, or uh, whatever they are, goddesses and demon lords and such. And it's like, I kind of want to, I would like to unite them all and just have a like super hardcore team to worship. Just unite Honestly, them all so a, I can that kill sounds, them all. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, but these people are very... Most narcissistic, selfish, petty yeah. assholes in the world. Well, to be fair, one time they did get together, and that's when the third cataclysm happened. Yeah, Demon guys. War. Victor's bringing on the fourth. Just bring them all together, and then we'll kill them. No. Kill them. Good luck. <gasps> okay, guys. Kira. Lust. Super badass. Yeah. Sino. Next tier coolness. He's like a bro that you actually want to hang he's, out with. Yeah, he's like your cool older brother who yeah. wears a motorcycle yeah. jacket and like has a motorcycle to back it up and he's just like, yeah. He's and like, then even Opioid, pretty cool. No. <laughs> yeah, he like came out of nowhere and he was like, hello guys, and we got a pretty cool theme out of it. The theme is dope, but no. Some of our listeners disagree on how cool Ophio is. Uh, man, that yeah, dude's me badass. Me and Shane are on the same boat. <laughs> also, side note, how pissed do you think Shane's going to be that I uh, let Sino take my horse? Um, I don't know, actually. I feel like he's going to be like, man, Suzette's such an asshole. <laughs> he just, just gave up yeah, his companion he's, he's like not wrong. that. He'll just he's get it wrong. back. Right? I actually, yeah, I, I'll just re 
summon it <laughs> with a snap of my fingers and the horse is like what the fuck can man? you just take one for the team i'd rather not <laughs> i thought it was great that you did that yeah i know it's a simple solution what would have happened if we didn't have the horse <laughs> he will he uh, he was you like just well, reanimate I, the dead we, we got to make a trade so i got to like torture someone so i'm pretty sure gira would have been like i'll do it but only if you show me He's like, I'm, I'm going to have to. You're going to be there. Could I have just spent all my spell slots, taken another long rest, and then used more spell slots to just animate an army for him to murder? No, because it's not that... Sino doesn't really care about murdering. He just wants to cause exquisite amount of pain. The sound that people give off when they're in agony uh, resonates with him and fuels him with life. Okay. Then Victor would have rolled performance, I believe I'm proficient at it, to kind of throw his voice and say like, oh no, it hurts so bad. Oh no. As he's like ripping apart an animated corpse. I don't know. I feel like for for a pretty crude analogy here, that would have been like having sex with a sex doll. Like, yeah, yeah. fucking rad. No, no, no. It would have been like having sex with a sex doll while your girlfriend sits in the other room and goes, oh, yeah, that feels great. <laughs> Again, like, fucking rad. Oh, like, yeah, no. you're getting the job done, but it's not really. It, it, it's, it's a little demeaning it's, in a way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. These dudes are loving me, so... <laughs> you just got that twisted sense of mind that calls out to the demon lord. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I've just imagined, like, Victor or somebody else is getting... Like, Giram or Victor's getting tortured, and you're just like, oh, yeah, Sino, you got me pre-coming. I hate this. Yeah, it would probably be what? Not from blood, but from cum. Why? Okay. Uh, we're not okay, getting back a sponsor to the, back to the question. Well, I, do you want to know what? I think Victor's going to just create a sinister six of these higher powers you got fest you got sino opioid lust i don't like uh uchi uchi's bad or uh, <clears throat> you want to know what no i'm gonna throw in noctis and of course this <laughs> is not a demon lord my boy well, the coiset ah <laughs> uh, the coiset that's that's okay. like the ringleader. He brought everyone together. I just want to, for for the sake of my own sanity, I want to let everyone know the demon lord's name is not Opioid. It's Ophio. Opioid? But you love the name. Just Hoppin. throwing that out there so there's no confusion. You know, I... Ophioid. I'm going to let you answer your question first. Okay. But I have a weird question for Corey afterwards. All right. So for Giram, it's no surprise that he's very lonely on the inside. For the longest time, he really resented everyone, even the people, the the cult members of the cult of Orcus, mainly because he felt like he was just thrown away. He felt he feels like he has no purpose. He feels like he's just like going through the motions sometimes. And then when Orcus asked him to let him take control, Giram finally felt like, okay, this is what my life was leading to. And then when the the Riker of Jarakmus pulled me away and then I lost my uh curse mark. Basically he felt like, okay, this is another like another time where I'm just being thrown away. He, he feels like he has no meaning. And then like he felt like when he met Sino, it was like the most how to say he felt like he really connected with Sino. Whereas Orcus is like the father you want to get his approval. You want him to love you. And Sino's like the older cousin that you're like, I can hang out with this person all the time. <laughs> you can have both. No, I cannot. Yeah. 
Well, let's let's. I have a dad and a brought, cousin. You brought something up that I thought was interesting. <laughs> dad and Would Giram not feel some sort of resentment to the Riker of Jurok Miss? Oh, he does. Okay. He just can't do anything about it. He knows... Giram literally knows his place. That's why when you brought up, like, if he would take... If any of us would take the opportunity to take out one of these Rikers, Giram definitely would. If he could kill one of them in an instant, it'd be the the Riker of Jarakmas. And then he would ask Orcus for power to go after Jarakmas. But it wouldn't happen, because Orcus would be like, look, I have things to do, man. I can't... That's a primordial like, I being. I can't be driving you to and from practice every day. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I just had bad flashbacks. Anyway. Oh. Can I say one quick thing? I will switch out Noctis and throw an octopus alder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Solid. That's pretty solid. Okay. Yeah. Awoken. Alder the awoken. Yeah. Okay. Alder the octopus. Speaking of names, Corey, if enough people that followed a specific deity, in this case, Ophio, all started to refer to him as opioid would the strength of their belief that it's still the same deity but with a different name change his name or no it would not change his name would it in fact it deity? would it would probably weaken him ever so slightly mm, uh, simply okay. because his name isn't being held in reverence and for a lot of deities in this world belief reverence and servitude to them is what gives them a lot of their power so they're all praying to the god of rot and decay, or the demon lord, rather. Um, but they're using the wrong name. So, like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's like when kids write to Santa Claus, but they write it Satan. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Dear and s- that's that's given power to a specific person more. So, but, uh, but that's like, Jesus wasn't always Jesus. His real name is Jackson. I don't know I, enough about that to comment. I feel like Excuse that's me. wrong. <laughs> Excuse me? I don't think that's true. But yeah, James is doing finger guns right now. And Jackson didn't die for this. It's kind of (laughs) like... It's kind of like if you're trying to... If you pour sand into one of those... uh, Called a colander. Not a colander. A sifter? Yeah, sifter. Uh, If you pour sand into a sifter and it all just kind of sits there, that's essentially them praying to Ophio. They all start praying to opioid. The shift, uh, the sifter shakes a little bit, and a lot of that kind of falls through. You know, I'm going to be very honest. When you said when they pray to Ophio, I was like, "You got the name wrong. You should be saying praying to opioid." I was like, "You got the name wrong." This but... is why I want to avoid confusion. <laughs> opioid. Opioid. Remember, he like uh, crawled in into one of my friends and almost killed him. Opioid. Quick let's question. not bring Register back trademark the, of Ophio. Let's it, not bring that back. Would it be possible that if enough people prayed to Opioid, that Opioid would in itself become a demon lord or deity? No, because there, you can't create something from nothing. Mm. Alchemy. Um, a uh, uh, Tupac said differently in a poem he wrote. Thanks, anyway. Tupac. So. Even the primordials don't have that kind of power where they can just create something from nothing. They have to have some sort of building blocks there to do it. So even the primordials of creation need to draw something from somewhere to create it. And that's where the void comes in a lot is the primordials draw from the void to create. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You want to know what I should do? I should roll a D4 and then whoever it lands on... The, just the entire campaign, we say, screw what 
Noctis wants, we try and make whoever it lands on a a deity. Well, wait, let's number it first. Yes. Four. So one, one, two, three, four. Uh, so okay. I'm one. Yeah, Joe's sure two. Dice. Jose's three, and then Rudy is four. Don't put it through this the dice treason. tower. <laughs> put Don't it put it through the dice tower. Just me, hardcore, quick draw McGraw. Yeah. A one. I didn't want to be it. I guess. Okay, guys. Congratulations. Uh, I, I'm going to do everything in my power to stop this. <laughs> I cannot have Victor be a god. Um, <laughs> I just be it like the god of silliness. I can just imagine him being like a constellation up in the sky being like, hey, guys, check out my belt. <laughs> I would be. It wouldn't be Orion's belt. It would be Victor's belt. <laughs> Oh my god, no. Victor's sick ass belt. <laughs> that's a oh man, that's that another t-shirt. It's Victor's sick ass belt and they're like, oh, "Oh." Real quick, is there any more Joe? I I have a few more questions. Do we have time for them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, go I, ahead, fire I, them off. I want all the questions. So, uh another one that they were interested in is what has been our favorite battle? Well, yeah, what's been your guys' favorite battle? I know James hasn't been in too many, but I'm trying to think of I it has to be uh, us <laughs> grappling <laughs> the dude and no one throwing him in answer. the portal. <laughs> throwing the uh, centaur man through the portal. If anyone yeah. else says throwing the centaur man through the portal, it's I swear It's not my God. favorite. <laughs> That's my new band name, throwing the centaur man through the portal. But Cursing you. I would, James, I would like to say the reason why I was pushing for it so much is because in the campaign we did before we recorded this one, my character had a similar belt, but it was slightly more powerful. And some Ooh. sometimes his solution to things would be let's just shove it, <laughs> shove it as hard as possible. Let's throw it as hard as possible. You judo flipped a gigantic yeah, giant. Like, thing. That belt allowed me to do so much; it was great. So yeah, I'm, I'm loving you, like, it. It's a fantastic thing to have. I, and it's it really is. I will think while editing it and say. I can't believe Corey allowed this. I know it was uh, it was Resident Nurse Jesus that would allow it, or Resident Nurse Jackson. When does <laughs> <laughs> not forsake RNG Jesus like that? Yeah, I, even I'm not about <clears throat> to disrespect RNG. Hey guys, I'm constantly dis- disrespecting air quotes, and I'm rolling like great. Victor is going to be a god. Uh, I rolled like a 25 on that grapple check against that friggin' dude. <laughs> Corey trying uh, to make you go first to say what number you got. Like, no. I no, know, no, yeah. no, no. I, I just really didn't want to say that it was 10. Yeah, because you <laughs> knew that I would have had to roll a 1, 2, or 3 to lose. <laughs> Everything else I would have won. I just, you know, RNG Jesus has just set me up so far. To knock me down. Are there spells to increase someone's strength? I think th- there there is an enhance ability spell. Yeah, um, and there are a lot of items that... There is actually uh, tensors something uh, like increases your armor class and I think your strength or something. Hey, Victor's got to learn it. Hate it. But I think it, all, it can only increase <laughs> it to like 20. Oh. So if you already have 20 because of the belt... No, I have 25. I know, but I'm just... You're already past <laughs> Okay. Damn yeah. it. Uh-oh. Though there are, there is a book that increases certain. Uh, it can go it can cr- increase your maximum. Yeah, yeah, up to twenty-four. So wait, if you just take off the belt and then max out your strength and then put the belt back on, what is that equal it's to? Still, it's, it's still, still puts the highest at part the, of the belt. Yeah, the highest of the belt. Mm, yeah. It, yeah, the belt says, "Well, you are wearing it. Your strength goes up to twenty-five. Oh, that okay. is the that's the rule. That's, so you can have like a strength score of like eight. And you put on the belt and suddenly you're just tossing stuff around. That's yeah, sick. Baby. Yo, that's lit. <laughs> like skinny Hercules. 
<laughs> what was hey. your favorite joke? My favorite fight is actually the first one we got into in the alleyway. Really? Yeah, oh, that was I a just, lot of fun. There is a part of me that really loves low level fights. Yeah. Yeah. Because they tend to feel a little bit more realistic. Like in sometimes and this is just because it's an RPG, but when you get to level like, for instance, when we were playing level twenty in our pre recorded campaign, like I would hit something and do like 150 damage and the guy would just kind of like shake it off. Shake it up. And like here, like at lower levels, it's very much like, yeah, I did 12 damage, but that's enough to seriously cripple this dude. On the other hand, if this guy does 12 damage to me, I'm totally fucked. (laughs) So like, it's kind of fun to play with those, like those stakes of like, it's not too far out of reach that I can kill a guy one sword stroke. Right. Conversely, it can happen to me. So it's just kind of fun to play that and like, Alders letting arrows fly, and I'm like tackling people to the ground, and the poison spray is totally fucking useless. Poison spray. Yeah, it was. I just I enjoyed it. Yeah. Can I give some backstory on that fight? Sure. So at we recorded, I believe, two episodes that day. It was, I'm guessing, episode two and then episode three. Yeah, I believe so. I th- and I- before we recorded episode three, I walked up to Corey because we were having a little break, and I say, "Hey, man, coming from a producer standpoint." You have to have a battle this turn because, you know, including episode zero, we were zero, one, two. That's three episodes without a battle. We got to have one. And luckily, Corey said, no, 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 it's already planned. We will be getting into combat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we did stellar apostate hunters. I don't think I have a favorite battle, um, mainly because I am shit when it comes to battle. I don't really do well. It's like I roll really well on religion and then I get into battle. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. There's I do have some favorite favorite moments. Uh, all, t- all time favorite moment. You don't want me to intimidate you. What takes robe off? Um, second, <laughs> which, is like, which is like a meme now. Uh, that's my yogurt. Excuse me. You know, you heard me. Takes, takes robe off. <laughs> uh, second favorite is rolling a nat 20 and then rolling a a six and then rolling a uh triple zero hundred percent on my religion check to get us out of the like prisons like amazing we were basically being held captive and then Corey's like i can't wait to see what you guys are gonna do about this i was like can i roll for religion and then you guys were like deus ex machina that's what we're gonna do yeah. And then uh, Giram told Alder, if you impede any progress, I will turn your bones into flutes, which is my all-time favorite in, like intimidating line that I've ever come up with. <laughs> it's a good line. Radical. I like that one a lot. I don't know. Nilo slash obviously Mordecai because he's been... Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I've enjoyed a lot of moments with Mordecai, mostly um, the overuse of poison spray. Um, but I also really enjoyed that one fight that we had when we were in the cell and he actually did something with Thunder Wave and he knocked back a bridge that like enemies were coming up on. He killed all of us too. Yeah, but yeah. like, did we die though? But he helped. Yeah, but did you die though? Actually, I, I did like that fight as well. Yeah, that was a good Yeah, one. the uh, siege on the cell. I also just, uh, I also really enjoyed Nilo's first time into combat uh, going through the firewall that Lust had set up and then just kind of using some new abilities that I've never tried in any campaign before. That was that was some cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I actually did have a question for you, Corey. So when we were fighting at the cell and I uh, I had stabbed the guy through the throat and then I like put him on the, the ramp to kind of like as a show of force and I like slid him down it and the ramp turned red 
and then that's when the cell came alive. I don't think we asked what happened. Like, why did that happen? <clears throat> so I can't really say why. Okay. Because it is a little reason. But thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, it kind of slipped my mind, but thank you for bringing it up, Rudy. Yes. So obviously, from what you can tell, something enacted with the cell and, you know, grave amount of blood being spilt there. Um, so as you've seen with that and what Giram has seen about the cell with his true sight, bounce those around in your mind. Yeah. Try to find a find an answer for that. Right, cool, I cool. do have a theory about that. So I think it is an entity. Just like, uh, so I know we keep referencing older um, campaigns and I'm sorry, but in one of our old campaigns, we did a mission and got a live wood boat. So I believe this is something like that where it's not, I don't think it's live wood, but I think it is an actual entity that's holding or that's in the wall, like the it's manifesting into the cell. I think we're just inside its body. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could walk through a whale's heart. Yeah. Kind of like that. Cool. Do we have any more fan questions? Yeah. 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 Um, another one from Courtney is what is your character's biggest pet peeve? So like in game, in character, what is your character just kind of like dislike? Any greasy or sticky things on my skin. I mean, all right. I remember this. <laughs> that That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember he hated the, uh, the whole ash and the cataclades. And then you said, no, you don't feel it, though. And I'm like, okay, yeah, then I'm totally fine. And then the jello field, I was, I had to make sure that it wasn't sticky on my skin. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think Suzette dislikes people that, that, like, you know that kid in the car that's like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Oh, my God, I apologize. I usually have my phone off. I thought you were going to say, you know, people like Victor. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but, like, the person, like, no, he doesn't mind Victor. Victor talks but it's not like obnoxious like you're not pestering people with it except us at that blood fountain you guys were getting a little annoyed with us (laughs) but like usually like i think for him it's because like living in like the military it's very like rank and file like you do as you're told like stop fucking asking questions you know so gear up no because your (laughs) questions are like hey like how does this help us get here but like, you know, those people that are like, oh my God, what about this? And what about that? And what about that? And oh my God, and this and that. And oh my God, like this, blah, 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 blah. Like, so like half the people we work with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so like if he sat down at a bar and some guy tried to start a conversation with him, he would not, he'd be like, please don't, please don't. Like if he gets pestered, it bothers him. Uh, for Giram, I think his biggest pet peeve slash fear is not being, is being uh, underestimated and not being thought of as a utility because he I've, you know a lot of times people look at him and it's like you know uh, you're the skinny piece of shit who can't do anything but it's all you know it's all an act it's a misdirect yeah until you take your robe and off then, like <laughs> yeah until i take the ro- robe off and you just see like scale mail rubbing off of uh uh elven skin i just i just imagine though it's like you're like for you you think it's like intimidating where you're like sl- like you're like you know but it's really just like a weird striptease. You're like, like oh my god, is that ch- is that chest? Yeah, oh, that now that scale mail. Wait, you don't have, you don't wear anything under the scale mail? Careless whisper intensifies. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think if if Suzette were to basically be like, you stay in the back. Giram's like, no, I want to be in like, I want to be in the thick of it. Giram's ready to like go at all times, unless he has like five health. 
Wait, okay. <laughs> I'm about to die. Let's also just say this is canon for Victor. Giram's an elf? You didn't know? No, I thought you were like a dwarf. <laughs> I had elf ears. <laughs> I had elf ears. Uh, those are like the complete opposite of each other, but all right, man. Yeah, I, or maybe a human. No, I have elf ears. Dude, I'm I'm a dark elf. Victor okay. doesn't know. You he's, can see the elf ears. Victor doesn't see also, rays. Well, you're a dark elf, right? Yeah. So he's also got like purple skin. Purplish skin. <laughs> Yeah, Victor doesn't and know elf that. And elf ears. It's and like, my skin anything, is so pale, I look like I'm have dying. Like, don't they usually have, like, white hair? Like, if anything, you probably would have just looked the, like a hornless teeth. Usually, but I have... The, the drow usually have white hair. Oh, okay, yes, but uh, Giram specifically has jet black hair. Mm. Uh, also, the Knights of Osseus is a multiracial oh, right. sect. They are all, just all necromancers, though. Yeah. It's a single-class multiracial. So, he has seen his race... However, I did not know <laughs> he was a dark Victor's elf. like, oh, shit. <laughs> or, uh, James. Nice. Yeah. Well, Nilo, pet peeves. Pet peeves? I don't know. The Infernal Plane is definitely a pet peeve. It's like, uh, I hate it when it's hot and fiery. And I hate it when, like, demons. the demons just, you know, take my body and chain it to a statue. <laughs> like, man, you know that really what? fucking blows. <laughs> Big pet peeve, tie me to a soul burner. I hate soul burners it's like you're on a date it's like things you like it's like uh, fly over the beach things i don't like being tied to a soul burner <laughs> i i don't think nilo also likes being told what to do by the other people around him he'll he'll do whatever the hell uchi wants him to do if the time is right but other than that i haven't yeah. really played around with him that much to find out what his real pet peeves would be stab so. me again so yeah, i was i was gonna <laughs> stab me again i dare you I was gonna say that. if you hate being told what to do you're gonna hate Uchi. <laughs> so if Giram said, kiss me, baby, and then you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, I'd be like, what hey, I was going to do it anyway, but now that you want me to, just like, nah, <laughs> you fucked it. What if he said, I never want to kiss you? I'd be like, you take that fucking right back. <laughs> <laughs> also, wow. maybe one of Victor's pet peeves is hair anywhere near his food. <laughs> I'm just listing off James' pet peeve. <laughs> uh, this is also weird, but uh, Suzette always ties his hair back because it's pretty long. Yeah. Like, it, even when he's asleep, it's tied back, which really isn't good for you to do. But yeah, it's just a weird thing. There you go. He doesn't like it in his face. Doesn't hey. like it touching his face. He likes it long, but he doesn't like it to get in his way. Pigtails. As a DM... What are your biggest pet peeves? Uh, when you push my fucking boss into yeah. a portal. <laughs> Is there any more question from Courtney? One more. Yes. How did you guys pick your characters' names? Oh. I'll go first. This is an interesting I'll one. go first because mine is super easy. I asked Corey, hey, <laughs> what's a gothic in name? And he's like, uh, he listed off. He's like, gear um. And I, I was like, wow, gear, like G-E-A-R-I r-u-m like that's weird but like it's cool like a gear and then he's like no 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 it's g-e-h-r-i-m and i was just like that's even weirder i like it <laughs> even better gothica's got nice names i like them nice so that i actually i was i i you had just gotten me the witcher 3 for my birthday which i'd played before but i was kind of thinking of like kind of like slavic like, you know, that kind of like part of Europe and names that kind of sound similar to that. And right. I was on a name generator and I was kind of just flipping through like lists of them until I found a few that I liked uh, first and last. And then I just kind of mixed and matched until I got to Suzette Mucic. Nice. Which is good. I, that's actually to 
not to disparage anyone else, but it's been one of my favorite names for a character so oh, far. Thank you. Yeah. James for Victor? No, let's go Nilo. Okay. Um, so I had just got Devil May Cry 5 recently before I made uh, Nilo. And um, one of the character enemies that's in the game is somebody called Nilo Angelo. Um, he basically embodies a lot of the same attributes that Nilo, the character I play, has just... I, I don't know. He's just like a dead, silent, deadpan enemy in the game. And I was just like, hey, this is kind of cool. And I like the abilities and stuff that you can do. How can I work that into what we're doing right now? So he's like a tribute character. Sort of, yeah. Cool. My philosophy for names are taking other language root words. So either like Greek, Latin, and then kind of mashing them up or just using the word straight up. So like Victor Sepulchrum. Sepulchrum means grave in Latin. So I just took that Knights of Osseus. Osseus, it means of bone or bone in general. Hmm. And Victor, I believe, was the name of my first necromancer in Diablo 2. And I'm constantly forgetting Victor is a tiefling because I'm always thinking he looks exactly like the necromancer from Diablo <laughs> 2. Quick question, though. <laughs> Gotta write it down on a post-it note and put it on your character sheet in big letters. <laughs> Tiefling. Victor, would a C or would a K? A, a C. Okay. Oh. Is it weird that this entire time I've been thinking I thought of it, it was as a K? K. Yeah. Same, so not same. to um, not to just, uh, I also thought it was with a K. <laughs> oh no, it's a, with a C. I got into gothic and spelling. I'm sorry. I, I have one final question, and this is for James and James alone. Uh, I'm pretty sure sh- you you said you played D and D before, right? Yes, a very long time ago. Okay. And then I'm I've played a lot of Baldur's Gate, especially for the PlayStation Two. I play I beat both of those, but as a kid. My brother, sister, and I would play all the time Tales of the Sword Coast, even though we did not know how to play it. And then, of course, Diablo 2 for an entire yeah. summer. My friend Cody Leiter and I would play. We'd drink Fago Red Pop, eat sugar cookies from Myers, and... Gross. Uh, I love it. Sugar I cookie salad right so, now. I love Myers so much. That's how I spent most of my time in Michigan yeah. was at Myers. <laughs> and with when he was playing, I would be watching Nickelodeon games and sports. So it because it had, you know, guts, hidden temple, figure it out. God, that's a perfect show, guys. Yeah. It's, when Steve from Blues Clues was on it, he was robbed. He said I believe poop, and they they used waste for the specific word, and it's fucking close enough. Billy the answer head can get bent, but yeah, yes, I've I've played Rants. those kind of RPGs. What's up? So, from like not really like not having a full like a real D and D experience, like getting it from a real DM like Corey, how does it feel having a DM like Corey, and how does this change your mind on? more tabletop RPG games. If we were playing not in front of microphones and not in a situation where I have to edit for five hours, I would love Corey. (laughs) (laughs) However, I I just got so pissed when you kept making Nilo roll for religion because he kept getting above because he had advantage. So after you give advantage and after he succeeds after this many times, maybe if you're like, he still needs to roll, let him be pulled in two directions. So like, oh, pulls up 
one and then to the left one. I would have been fine with that. But every single role, I was like, this is such bad radio. I'm going to have to tightly edit this <laughs> so much. I can't help it. RNG Jesus has those chances and there's always a chance that goes awry with magic. I'm sorry. Oh, you mean Resident okay. Nurse Jackson? <laughs> yeah, baby. God, I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I wish Corey would kind of tighten it up for radio a bit. But besides that, I, I love him. Sullen. Dab. <laughs> Corey, how do you feel about us as players? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We don't have to get into that. Who? How do I feel? <laughs> <laughs> Pissed. That's what it is. Well, here, here's, uh, here's something that I do want to say, though. You guys did remarkably well in the Labyrinth. One, I wasn't 100% sure that you'd come out of it. Uh, two, you were pretty great sports because I know, I personally know, the labyrinth's a big of a bit of a drag sometimes. Yeah, oh my, the fucking puzzles. I'm so glad we're done with that bullshit. It took us ten episodes. Uh, it's it's. I mean, it, we had like two or three randos, so I think we it took seven episodes. But still, puzzles aren't good for radio. <laughs> so I'm really excited for the next one because the next one is technically our halfway point. Which means uh, we're going to have a, a nice little, I don't know if we'll get right into it next episode, but we are definitely, you're going to be presented with something next episode that I can't wait to see uh, exactly where you t- uh, lead on with it. Uh, so stay tuned for that, everyone that's listening in. Uh, do we have any other questions at all from anyone? I do have an ending statement. If you, and we say this all the time, if you have any questions, please, please do not be afraid to DM us at any point in time. You can DM us on Instagram. We'll do our usual plugs at the end, but you can DM us on Instagram. You can DM us on, on Twitter, and I promise you we will get to it. Yeah. And like, or if you know us, like, you know, Shane or Courtney, just, just let ask us know. Us. Let, yeah. You know, we talk about it all the time, so it's all good. Yeah. yeah. I do have, oh, as always, one final question here. So we've done a lot with Rikers done a lot with primordials and we've done a lot with noctis now there is something that we've ran across and that was a riker den without its riker that was the uh riker varias uh and uh there uh you found the artifact there but no riker there i just want regardless on how minimal your thoughts may be thoughts on that let's go around to i'll go first i haven't he's dead or they're dead. It was completely like de- destroyed. It, there was a portal to the ninth layer. That Riker's gone. That Riker is no longer on this plane. On that plane. Okay. When was this? This was uh, the end of the uh, labyrinth when you found that uh, the uh, the blade. What, how, when did we learn this? <laughs> uh, you the door looked remarkably similar to the door of Requiem, and when you went in, it was the Riker of. Rias is uh, done. Oh, I completely lost that, and <laughs> I even edited the episode. I think the gaping hole in the ceiling and, you know, all the hell out there kind of threw us off. That I mean, that's fair. It's just a large distraction. <laughs> I think he was doing some re- redesigning of his den and accidentally, you know, when when you think the wall is a little more sturdy, you're, you're pounding the nail and he wanted to hang up like a live, a laugh, tapestry. love poster. And he accidentally hit a little too hard, broke a friggin' hole into hell, and he fell out. Dunzo. 
Live, Laugh, Love, Into Hell is my new band name. Live, Laugh, Love, and Dunzo yeah. is the name of the album. So what I thought was interesting with that was that there were claw marks everywhere, but the Cinder Knight had the blade, mm-hmm. which doesn't quite add up to four. Right. So I think... Unless he's real quick with it. True. But I think, yeah, I think like something happened where the, the whatever veil was protecting that den broke. And then, you know, you can sense the energy, like the primordial energy coming off of the room and the blade. And uh, shit went sideways. I have no idea how the Cinder Knight factors in. Maybe he was just like chilling. Or maybe he's like, hey, what's that over there? Maybe he was like a protector with the Riker. Maybe. Maybe like, yeah, he'd been hired to like kind of help out. Yeah. But yeah, that's really all I got. If kings and queens can have knights, Rikers can too. It's 2019. We should ask him and be like, hey, so what was up with the room? I don't think he'd answer. Well, I mean, he's I our think forge we master barely, now. barely got him to be our forge master. Yeah, but now that You're he welcome. is, we could be like, hey, so like, what's the deal? Hey, maybe also ask the dude what his name is and commit it to memory. He didn't have a name. I'll ask this time. It's Elgin. Exactly. <laughs> what I'm saying is, please don't be a dick to this dude. I was polite. I was the one who got him to convince him to join us. Okay, no, first no, of all, I'm saying our old Forge Master Vera. That's what you guys have forgot about her so I, much that I, you're I, like, first oh, of all, I James know. is clearly talking about this. That's not this true. Cinder nut. That's not true. <laughs> I just assumed that because we were talking about that one. I know her name. She's just a bitch. I, no, she's that's not. That's not what I'm saying. She was standoffish, and we got off to the wrong foot. And I think if the circumstances hadn't been, hey, we have to sacrifice one person to this Riker. I think we could have mended that bridge and become pretty cool with each other. Fuck that. Unfortunately, circumstances led down a different path. And I want to defend Suzette here, (laughs) which in turn is defending myself, really. It was between her, Soth, and Pelagius. Pelagius. And personally, I don't think Soth's energies would work with being a uh, Riker if that makes sense guys I thought Thoth was Pelagius no no, <laughs> no. I don't think his energies would have worked. like I think that's like that's like when you take something that's like super super hot and you slam it into a freezer like it breaks like, or when you take something super hot and slam it into something super warm moving on <laughs> and then Pelagius was is arguably our best fighter so it's like we can't lose him either and vera while she's powerful and she makes weapons in Suzette's mind it's better to have people that can fight than weapons in the hands of people that don't know what they're doing but she could have made magical weapons all i'm saying guys whenever i see that cinder knight i'm doing a little curtsy i really like how protective james is of vera I also like to pretend sometimes that it's because he has a crush on her. No, I just <laughs> thought it, you guys were rude to this person. Also, she but was also a, true. Also, yes. also, if Pelagius hadn't knocked her out and she had made a convincing enough argument as to why it shouldn't be her, Suzette might have listened. But she, she got knocked out, and like that's we were pressed for time, and we needed it. That we needed to give someone to this Riker, and that's just what happened. Okay, guys, just please be new. Please be <laughs> nice new. to this new guy because I have two eighths that need to be a quarter. 
God gotcha. damn it. I think you could just do that with tape, buddy. Probably. Yeah, but he, he maybe he'll do it with magic, and then I'll have a magical one. It's just magic scotch tape. Uh, real quick, uh, any other thoughts on the record being gone? I Nilo. mean, one, Nilo doesn't know what any of that's about, so <laughs> he walks into that room and he's like, ah, this is, uh, this is an empty room. Oh, look, evil in the background. Fuck. That was... Okay, what about Rudy? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> look, there's mold and a spot of evil over there. Um, as as Rudy, I, I genuinely did not piece together that that was a Riker room. I I thought that this was just like going to be another puzzle section because it was empty, there was claw marks, and we're looking for a blade. I, I genuinely thought that like we're just going to be like, ah, piecing the pieces together, finding out what happened in the room so we can get the thing and get on out of here. I don't know. That was my mindset. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Awesome. Uh, I think that about does it, right? Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. Well, we're going to jump into our usual plugs here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Mr. Joe Star, where can they find us? Yeah, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. That's uh, hit it and crit it. That's H I T I T underscore A N D underscore C R I T. And then follow us on Twitter. That's hit it and crit it. No ampersand, no underscore. Awesome. And uh, Mr. Monster, where uh, can they listen to some of our other stuff? Hey, guys, go to MLMPod.com to find out more information about the other podcasts that I do that you can listen to wherever you're listening to this, such as every single Monday, This Movie's Gay, brand new episodes, every single Tuesday, brand new episodes of What the Hell Mouth, and every single Thursday, brand new episodes of Mostly Speaking Sentai, which I believe... Possibly this week or the week before Rudy will be on the episode. Hello. Talking about Car Ranger. And other weird stuff. Yeah. Radical. Well, thank you so much again for listening. Uh, uh, with that being said, wait, Joe. Yeah, just once again, a thank you to Courtney for your questions. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thank you, Courtney. Uh, that was a lot. You gave us a lot of good content here. And, uh, yeah. We appreciate and, uh, your interest. Wait, uh, one yeah. quick thing. We'll start posting on social media before we are doing these roundtables to ask for questions. But whenever you have them, let us know. We might bank the questions for later or answer them yeah. on the next podcast. I really want to post some of Shane's memes, but some of them contain spoilers, so I have to be really careful about, <laughs> about that. Like when you drop them. Okay. I do have a quick plug real quick. Our friend from work, Joe and I's friend from work, Wes, Wesley Tilford, listen to his podcast. It's on uh, Spotify and it's on like, like anywhere you yeah, can listen to it's uh the basement diaries basically he interviews a bunch of uh local artists from chicago and it's a really fun time and it's a good podcast yeah, and it's awesome. not just musicians it's also like writers and and poets and and things like that awesome. hey wes you want a guest hit me up yeah yeah and if uh, you ever want a guest wes just let us know thank you so much for your support and uh thank everyone uh that's listening for their support With that being said uh, I'm not going to go through my nickname we again. We love you. But we love you, and thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.